You are now tuning in to the Top Shelf Edition, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Northern Superior Brewing Company always brings forward top shelf product and customer satisfaction. Located on 50 Pym Street in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Northern Superior is available for local delivery or provide a friendly yet exciting atmosphere inside its tap room. Follow Northern Superior on Instagram or Facebook. You can also check out their website at northernsuperior.org. At Northern, we're superior. It's a Northern thing. Now how about some hockey chat? Let's get to the crew inside the Gem Studios, bringing you Gem and the Game Sports Show Hockey Edition, Top Shelf. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show, Top Shelf Edition, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. It is your host, David McCaig Jr. I'm bringing them in right away here. The co-host joining me here for Top Shelf and the usual co-host or one of the usual co-hosts is what i should say the one only justin heichel justin my friend how are you oh another day in paradise nice uh, warm week here in the zoo and uh, kind of lo- looking around with uh, baseball all-star week wondering what the hell i'm gonna watch tonight <laughs> definitely been a busy week in terms of baseball with the home run derby of course the all-star game with vladimir guerrero jr getting the mvp the youngest in history getting mvp at the all-star game fantastic and we're going to have a strike zone edition this upcoming uh, couple days here going into next week with myself and connor henderson and we'll talk all about that as the second half of the baseball suite, season gets under swing if you will and we also have other editions of the game sports that you can check out our espn 1400 edition which was uploaded uh, and aired on monday Uploaded Monday night on the website, thegamesportshow.com, with Scott Nason, yours truly, Butch Davis, the usual crew with the ESPN 1400 edition, another electrifying segment there. We do plan to have a soccer edition this week as well with Daniel Scarpino and Scott Nason, of course, with the Italia getting the victory there in the Euro Cup. And we also plan to have an and one edition in the within the next coming week, if not a bit less, just to project to see how the finals go, of course, if it's going to end a little bit quicker than expected or if it does go the distance and ultimately we will have a special edition upload this week as well andrew bodner chuck will be the upload this week fantastic edition there may i add as well as all of the special edition uploads are fantastic in my of course non-biased opinion as i host them but nonetheless justin a lot of upcoming shows previous shows that everyone could check on all the podcast platforms but must give a shout out that we did recently do a special edition interview with a very special guest and we did that on video now what does that mean why am i telling you that well the Game Sports Show is going to be transitioning to a lot of different avenues within the next six months, of course, with our business expansion that we plan to have launched in the fall. But we also will be launching on YouTube with video, and that will be for our special editions as well as various new shows as well. We'll be going through YouTube. So you get to see our pretty faces when we do recordings. If we're not on location somewhere, you'll see our pretty faces on YouTube shortly as well, and keep an eye up for that uploaded news in the near future a lot of stuff i had to get to there in just a couple minutes justin i'm sure everyone has mostly followed along with that but here for today's show with top shelf we are recording on july the 14th it is 6 p.m at the time of this recording so a lot of things can happen by the time we record the show upload it and when myself and justin are even just talking about it get off the call so there is a lot to get to and we're going to be very sporadic it's going to be mostly invaded by professional hockey news is this show and we may give a quick little shout out to some local sports around as well if of course we have the time to do so but with the agenda 
essentially professional hockey and news that has occurred, may, has, may have occurred today, but also what is upcoming in the future in terms of expansion draft, free agents. Just a lot of sporadic news myself and Justin are going to bring forward to you. And speaking of hockey, the last little announcement that Ollie will get to where we've added to our family on the Game Sports Show. And we have added Alexander Flood to our roster here on the Game Sports Show, our already stacked sports cast of team. And Alex will be working closely with myself, Alex, Dane, Justin, and Brooksy, and also Scott Nason, mostly sparing a lot of the hockey side, especially a lot of the news now that he has moved out to Thunder Bay. He'll be assisting with a lot of the Thunder Bay news in that area, but as well as Alex will be working on all other shows as well sporadically. So I want to give a warm welcome to Alex Flood joining the squad, an expert with sports knowledge, but as well as video editing, which ties in a lot nicely to, of course, not only our expansion that's going to be so exciting that I can't talk about that too much. I better stop before I do get into it. But just our video transition here for the game sports show in terms of streaming and news and interview show uploads. Justin, I think that's almost just about five minutes there of me giving updates, where to see the show, what's going on. It's a lot of news for people to swallow. And I, of course, I ate up some time there on the show that we have. So the last bit of news I want to get into in terms of giving a shout out to our sponsor, Northern Superior Brewing Company. As I sit here, I'm enjoying a nice 55 for Northern Superior Brewing Company. And Justin, I think you'll agree, the patio that they have launched this summer is mint. It's fantastic. It's electrifying. Whatever word you want to use, it is perfect. And I think it's a tourist dream as well. Now that we get to have travel Basically, you can travel a little bit more here. And as we expand to stage three, et cetera, if you're coming out to go about the town in Sault Ste. Marie and you're a local resident, of course, check out North Superior Brewing Company's patio if you haven't yet. But if you're listening from out of town and you're coming to Sault Ste. Marie, make sure you check out North Superior Brewing Company's tap room. Uh, now, the tap room, of course, you think of a room, right? But there is an outdoor patio and a whole new setup. It is Absolutely fantastic. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Norton Superior Co. Or check out their website, NorrenSuperior.org. Special shout out to Mr. Lukenda and, of course, Blake Winter out there where, of course, not only the avid followers of the show and sponsors of the show, just overall great people on the staff there is fantastic as well. Now, Justin, let's get to the show. Six minutes or so into the show now, finally getting to the news. Hopefully everyone wrote everything down there. I want to make sure you get all the love because with all these new shows coming out, we may not give – all the extra news that we want to provide to you so you can write them down in your calendars. And I want to make sure I gave a little bit of love to Northern Superior there. Justin, I'm going to give it to you first, my friend, with the topic that you want to talk about first or just comments about something that's going on. As we said, this top shelf edition is going to be very sporadic. We're going to go all over the place. It's going to be opinionated. It's going to be question-based. It's going to be topic-based. It's going to be all over the place. Justin, lead us off. Well, let's, uh, we'll let you take a breath first because like, I was uh, holding my watch here waiting to hear you breathe, and I don't think it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like six straight minutes. So you're going to have to like get an oxygen tank when we go on. Uh, Taking a sip of beer. Taking a sip of beer. The 55 is going right down the gut right now, my friend. Let me just take this little sip and you go ahead here. Let me get this. All right. Well, let's, uh, I mean, we could start off. Let's, uh, we'll go back a little bit. Do we want to, uh, to touch on the cup if we really wanted to? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was yes. also going to, uh, yeah, let's start there. We'll go chronological order. We'll start with the cup opinions thoughts questions concerns i mean i thought it was pretty uneventful if i'm being completely honest yeah i i think montreal maybe uh i don't know well, we all know they met their match but i think they ran out of steam the magic was kind of out of the tank and they it just carried like 
Carey Price had no support. At least that's how I saw it. I mean, there's no he can he can hold you in it if you got you know you let two goals in he can still keep you there you let three in that's it's a different story and with no support on the other end I mean the offense was aside from Montreal's Stanley Cup game there and what game three four three four it, yeah you know you said right there the main thing the main point besides that it wasn't as eventful maybe as some hoped well it just there was just like there's so many series. And I think this was the format. I mean, the the new division format kind of set us out for the unknown going into this playoffs. But like, think like the Tampa Florida series, awesome. Minnesota Vegas series, awesome. The Toronto Montreal series, pretty good series. We don't like you know, uh, we don't say awesome, but yeah. Well, <laughs> but if if you're a fan just watching the game, and you're watching just to be a fan of hockey. It's a pretty good series. If you got a series that goes seven games, I don't care who you are. That's it's a pretty good series. Yep. Um, and I mean, as it as it kind of went on, I mean, Montreal was exciting, exciting. The Winnipeg series, not so much. Um, it had a little fireworks in its own regard, but not not because of the play on the ice. And I mean, and then you you hit the Cup final, and your expectations are pretty well sky high at this point. I mean, Montreal is like it's the ultimate David and Goliath story, and then fucking Goliath came in and said peace. Yeah. And like that's I, I don't I've not I've not seen a team like that. And maybe just because I don't watch a lot of Tampa games, but just the way they pass the puck, the way they've you know they're just tormenting these guys. It was like a cat playing with something before it killed them. It was it was it was strange. I mean that's it was more of a series you'd expect in the first round, not not in the final. No, and that's where you know. If you recall our previous edition of Top Shelf, of course, uh, losing a bit, uh, kind of a friendly bet, if you will, and I was being optimistic with Montreal winning uh, the series, where I did say at the beginning of that, I said, if I'm a betting man, and I did want to pick Tampa in that series, but I did think Montreal would kind of make it more of a longer series. You know, that just because of the match. At least. Uh- yeah, and, you know, Kucherov's press conference is kind of what I like to gear into that, of course, because them winning the cup is a little bit of older news. And even the Kucherov press conference is older news because the parades already happened and they've already bought in T-shirts, uh, essentially, and made T-shirts of that celebration, which, of course, Lord Stanley, uh, according to Julian Brisebois, is day-to-day. Uh, we haven't got an update <laughs> since uh, the Stanley Cup has been put on uh, the day-to-day on the injured list. Uh, he's also getting tested for COVID-19, I've heard, is the Stanley Cup. So we haven't got any results or news back with that but besides the jokes Nikita Kucherov's press conference and I mentioned this on the ESPN 1400 edition this week was absolutely savage but he's got a point <laughs> you know the the guy's got a point where he's you know living life but Montreal did act like that they won the cup when they won in overtime that game and of course there's that glimmer of hope right in this that excitement that you have but the Tampa Bay was no was over it was a complete powerhouse in comparison to Montreal. It just seemed like Tampa Bay was uh, the bigger team that entire series. They were better all around. Vasilevsky wears way bigger equipment than Carey Price. Not too sure how that's legal. Uh, well, <laughs> that's that's some like I we got to do a deep dig into that in the off season and figure out the rules. Like we got to have a conversation with someone on. I don't know enough about goalies and any goalie I know they're all crazy. I mean, like they're a loose cannon. I mean, you you know a bunch of goalies too and. How many of them would you say are not loose cannons? Uh, literally every guest 
any former NHL goaltender that we've had has either been in a goaltending fight or are loose cannon. Steve Passmore, there's one, an absolute loose cannon. Uh, the, the Jason Bakashawa, who's not afraid to throw down more professional, but he, let me tell you, the guy's not afraid to throw down if he has to. Uh, so we, and Scott Darling, everyone knows who Scott Darling is. There's been a guy we've had on the show. Uh, we obviously, as you mentioned, uh, I do know people that I play with that are goaltenders. Uh, and I should mention Adam Monroe, obviously an avid follower of the show. Make sure I give him a shout out because he's always following the show and uh, providing a lot of comments and messages on Facebook to me, which is great. All of them are absolute beauticians. Okay. Like, and I, I just, I don't want to critique one of the, you know what I mean? I don't want to ask one of these guys and he's going to pull a blocker or nowhere and jam me in the most. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's probably what Adam Monroe or those guys would do to you. Right. That's, that's the way, if you look at goaltenders, I haven't seen too many goals have that big a gear. And I get the suspicion around that, but we'll dive into that at, at, a, at a future show this summer. Yeah, that's, and, that's a later in the summer one. We'll do some research. We'll get some league uh, kind of representation with that in terms of giving the whole scientific side of it. So me, uh, myself and Justin and then the fellas that are on the show kind of don't uh, give you, uh, you know, kind of improper or inaccurate kind of news. But we'll hopefully make some arrangements to have uh, someone on to give some feedback with that. Because that is a topic that we've discussed, Justin. But the Stanley Cup, Tampa wins. They're back to back. And now there's discussion about Stamkos not returning and all this nonsense we're going to get into about the free agency or if there's what's going on with the buyouts and everything, how this team won't stay together. And obviously it won't. It was 18 million over the cap, but Hey, I don't give, I don't give any error to that. You know, they Tampa Bay lightning found a loophole and they exploited it. They, they did proper GM work. They did what they had to do. Nikita Kucherov was probably fine to play, uh, but he did get hurt in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, they had about six injuries during the playoffs and uh, Hedman's getting surgery within the next week or so anyway, just because he was hurt in the playoffs. This team, despite being hurt, they were a powerhouse team offensively, defensively, and net. You have Andre Vasilevsky, who has five straight series clinching games, and they're all shutouts. Like, what? You can't write that stuff. That's literally what you would see in an NHL 21 video game, that you put your team on beginner mode, and you just want to absolutely dismantle a team, okay? Like I do when I play the Boston Bruins in a franchise mode, <laughs> and I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs, I absolutely put the throttle down and get 86 goals on the Boston Bruins just because it makes me feel better about 2013. You know, and that's my unprofessional, real, realistic kind of admittance right there. Now, putting my host hat back on, if you play that way in the game, don't do that. You should play fair. Uh, but besides jokes aside, you have a team there that did well uh, in terms of being together in chemistry, but an organization perspective as well. Right, Justin? Like You can't fault them for doing what they did in the playoffs with being over the cap and building the team that they did. I mean, like uh, I want to jump on that train and, you know, get mad like everyone else. Oh, they were over the cap, so whatever. But every team did it. Every single team did it. It just depends to what extent you did it or how injured or how much salary the guy, you know, had who was injured. So you got that as a benefit. The Leafs tried it with Anderson. They didn't even play him. Like Montreal did it with Carey Price for the whole back half of the season. Yeah. And you know, like it's not, and you can't. So I, th I think that's a moot point. Like I just, whatever, let's move on from that. If you want to yell about that, great. You can go yell with the Mark Shifley crowd and yell about that until the cows come home and we'll watch next season. Like it's, it is what it is. You got to move on. Tampa won. Montreal was totally out of their league. And it, it's just, like you said, it's the organization that like, it's just a, it's a total different animal there in Tampa. And I'm not saying anything against what Mark Bergevin's building in Montreal. It's just Tampa's the finished product. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's if you were looking to model yourself after something, just the way that team. I mean, even throughout the season, like they were, like you said, overcame injuries. And it wasn't like small players were injured. Kucherov didn't play the entire season. So the MVP of the playoffs didn't play the entire season and they still finished top of the division. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's drafting, that's development. That's, that's the entire organization hitting it at every, you know, it's, it doesn't happen often to happen twice back to back. That's a pretty cool thing. They finished third in their division. Oh yeah. They did fall. eh? Carolina and Florida. Yes. You're right. You're right. Because yeah. And you know what? The big thing is they did that with injuries. Right in the and they lost the last three games of the of the season before going into the playoffs and Florida won six straight to overturn them on uh, being uh, second in that division having quote unquote home ice advantage uh, which you know Florida and you know, Tampa the closest of subway series as you're gonna get in hockey I think really aside from New York exactly and that's where Tampa Bay overall because we're not gonna go too long with this topic. No. We, they won the Stanley Cup. They deserved it back-to-back. They're the back-to-back COVID Cup champions. No, I'm just kidding. They're the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Well-deserved. The team was an absolute powerhouse. Well put together. Uh, Kucherov's comments, fantastic. Love the publicity with it. Kucherov's an absolute beautician. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, Montreal fans, you get the result that you wanted, but you got you overachieved on expectations. Uh, it, you know, it, some people say, well, it's tough, more tough to lose in the Stanley Cup Finals. No, it's not. Uh, trust me, take it from two Leaf fans being on this call right now. I would take it anything just to see Toronto at least gotten to the third round, let alone or second round even from the, just get past the first round. So your team, I, I, yeah, that's that we won't. That's a whole other topic. So you should, Tampa Bay, the better team won. They're not going to be back together next year. It's going to be interesting to see what Breeze Bois does. But this has proven that the Atlantic Division is by far the best division in hockey. Well, maybe by far is a little bit too heavy, but they are the best division in hockey with Tampa, Montreal, Toronto, Boston, Florida. You know, the, the teams go on and on in that division. And Detroit's improving. Ottawa's improving. And uh, Ottawa, Ottawa was improving. We'll touch on that one in a little bit. Yeah, they were improving, which is kind of uh, almost a plus. But like you said, we'll get to that in a few seconds. Congratulations to Tampa Bay uh, on being Stanley Cup champions. Now, since you brought up Tampa Bay, we've had uh, that's kind of older news. We've had the discussion there. There's other news that I want to bring up and then a topic we'll dive into because we won't have a much time to dive into a lot of the news. Uh, we're kind of going to pick – different ones to jump into but there's a lot of top restricted free agents available for those that could be offer sheeted that's Makar, Lion, Shashurkin let me tell you right now Makar's not going anywhere uh Igor Shashurkin is not going anywhere either from New York be very surprised if he did Patrick Lion is very interesting but I don't think a team's going to give 10 million dollars and give away three to four first round picks for him especially with the upcoming draft classes with Shane Wright and Connor Bedard that's going to be very difficult to do so I can't really see Lion going anywhere unless Columbus wants to make a trade which could be very interesting maybe if they want to trade him to seattle or uh, if there's somewhere that he might be an absolute stud right off the hop could be very interesting to watch there he's the only one out of the three that i mentioned uh, that could be players on the move tyler bertuzzi pavel buchnevich kevin fiala uh, andre sveshnikov these are all guys that are hitting rasmus Dahlin. he's not going anywhere heiskin is not going anywhere uh, Neil Pionk, Winnipeg's not going to let him go. The only interesting players that I can see from uh, from being an RFA standpoint, Sam Bennett, Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, being two guys that are very interesting to potentially go somewhere. Tyler Bertuzzi's been linked to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sam Bennett before has been linked to Toronto, but I can't really see him leaving Florida. He had a great fit there. The only one that I can see moving out of the names that I mentioned are either Kevin Fiala and or Tyler 
Bertuzzi, especially if Kevin Fiala wants to, uh, you know, potentially not sign in Minnesota and get traded because Minnesota did buy out Zach Parise and Ryan Suter after that monstrous contracts that they have signed and they're going to be paying for for still a number of years. Parise and Suter will be hitting the free agency market. So now the Wild have about $26 million in cap space to play with. That still needs to sign Kirill Kaprizov, which has been kind of a little kind of a hinge or kind of a little glitch. Hot, if hot well. cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. We don't know what's going to happen there with Kaprizov. He's going to want a lot of money. Apparently, it's a short-term deal, about the $8 million range, because after five years, he wants to hit 10+. plus. There's a guy who wants to get paid. There's a guy that you got to put red flags around who's just going to want to get paid. And listen, take it from a Toronto fan. When you, when you act on impulse and pay too much for players, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's been good for Toronto in the regular season. It's not the playoffs, so you don't want to handcuff your team. So Minnesota be wise. But they are linked to Jack Eichel, which makes it very interesting. If Kevin Fiala, in my opinion, would move to Buffalo, along with potentially Marco Rossi or Kalen Addison in a first-round pick, they can do a lot of deals there. Can the Minnesota Wild to potentially get Zach, uh, Zach, wow, make it up a new name, Jack Eichel uh, from the Buffalo Sabres. There's obviously Kevin Miller, who retired from the Boston Bruins. Pekka Rene, the greatest goaltender of, from Nashville of all time, obviously, despite being an expansion franchise, one of the best finished goalies of all time. And every person that we've had on this show that knows Pekka Rene, especially Scott Darling, gives nothing but kudos to the class act that Pekka Rene is. And Justin, as I mentioned, there's a lot of news that we can dive into there. Unrestricted free agents. You have Gabriel's Landeskog that's in there. Tyson Berry. You got Tyler Hall. You got you got Zach Hyman that's in there. Ovechkin's not going anywhere. Let me tell the fans that if he and listeners of the show, if he goes anywhere, I will literally probably run naked on the street. That's how confident I am that Alexander Ovechkin is not going anywhere. He will retire and watch him before he goes over to uh, goes over to Europe or sorry Russia. Then you got Anderson, Grubhauer, Rask. There's a lot of goaltenders that might be hitting the market. So between now and the 28th, it's going to be busy. But everyone's wondering, Justin, and we can dive into everything that I just spitballed for the last three minutes without taking a breath. Um, Again, there's a lot that you can pick and choose there, give your comments with. And like this is where the sporadic part of the show is going to go into. A lot of these players are not signed. And the reason why that they're not signed is because if they are signed, then the team is forced to protect them for the expansion draft. So, for example, if Toronto wants to sign Frederick Anderson to a three-year, $5 million extension, they would have to protect one of Jack or Frederick Anderson. So they would protect one, expose the other. And let me tell you, they don't want to lose – Jack Campbell, and if they signed Anderson, they probably wouldn't want to want to lose Anderson either. So with Anderson, if let's say Seattle took Anderson from Toronto as a UFA, Frederick Anderson cannot sign in Seattle and just hit free agency, and, and Seattle would be wasting a pick on that team. So that's why there's a lot of uh, there's kind of, there's a lot of uh, interesting factors that can happen with UFAs that are why they're not signed yet, and then RFAs they can't be taken anyways because they're ruled out of the draft. So Justin. Take it away with what you kind of want to talk about out of everything that I just said. Then I'll circle back to whatever I want to touch on. Well, I mean, I, I'm just going to touch on the uh, the Parise and Suter getting bought out just a little bit. I don't have a big, long uh, blast on this one. I think this is just the uh, the rest in peace to that the Wild West, uh, the contracts there back in the early 2010s. These guys were both on the 13-year, pretty well max contracts in the NHL at the time. And they ended up being like these sweetheart Bobby Vanilla deals in the back end when they get bought out. Because, I mean, they're a 13-year contract. They signed them back in 2012. We're in 2021 right now, so four years left on their deals. 
and their buyouts netting them $6.7 million each over the next six years. And they both hit the market. And and they both hit, and yeah, they're both available. So, I mean, like, that's, to me, like, this is, uh, these guys are both, I think, going to be a bargain come, come free agency time because, these guys, you can, you can, if you as a team can present them with the right situation, I don't think money is going to matter to them because the Wild are paying them. Exactly. And Suter, there's a guy that had better stats than Duncan Keith did this year. Like I think he's top four still. I don't think I'm ludicrous to say that. I'm. I don't think he's top two, but I, I think he's. He definitely can play on someone's top four, and especially if you run a situation like Tampa does, where you literally have a cupboard of defensemen. To play and put in any, you know, if you got your, like you have, Tampa has defensemen for situational situations. Situational situation? Yep, that worked. All right. I just spit that out. But uh, you know what I mean. I mean, like they just, all right, well, we need Luke Shen for five minutes. So here he is. All right. Go back in the cupboard and we'll see you in March. Like that's, I think, a situation like that where you can throw Suter into that. Like you imagine Montreal got a guy like Suter and you had Shea Weber. See, and th- then you have those those two back together. Or even think of the world where both of them, as I've read online, the alternate universe where they both sign in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh <laughs> seems like place, right? Pittsburgh always seems like that place where they go for a discount. Or Colorado, if they lose Landeskog, are they going to – not that Zach Parise is a replacement for Gabriel Landeskog, but you can add that depth that, that and that extra leadership that Landeskog did have and put that down in the bottom of the lineup to play on that third line potentially in, in Colorado. It's going to um, – I'm willing to bet a bet a jug on it that Parise signs with the Islanders. Yeah, there's that because of Lou Lamorello, right? Or does yeah. he go back to New Jersey? I highly doubt it. I know a lot of people brought that up. I think that the Islanders are a perfect fit for Zach Parise. So, again, these are guys that are going to hit the market, and they're going to cost because Parise, there's a guy this year who did not do well in the season. He had seven goals, 11 assists for 18 points. He had two goals and an assist, though. Uh, in the in the playoffs for for Minnesota, so he was big when it mattered, right? He came up in the in the games when it mattered, uh, and also, you know, Ryan Suter. There's there's a lot of rumors that apparently hung up on Bill Guerin during his bio call. Fun fact: so obviously Ryan Suter's extremely upset. That's a rumor that's going around. But there's a guy that uh, you know who played seven games in the play, playoffs. For Parise only played the four, as I mentioned to. But Minnesota had he had three goals and 16 assists for 19 points. There's a defenseman who, as I mentioned, had a better season of uh, all around in comparison to Duncan Keith and finished the year on a plus minus of over on the plus side. And here's a guy who had his lowest production and is since 2019-2020. You know when 2019-20 was? That was last year. He had 48 points in 69 nice games. Uh, so this year was a big drop-off for him. So there's still something still left in the tank. He's a leader. He's going to want to go to a winner to win a cup, and there's a lot of teams that could be lining up for either another second-pairing defenseman or a bottom-pair defenseman if he's willing to pay, take a pay cut, which both these guys should be interested, as you mentioned. And I think Lou Lamorello is going to be all over Zach Parise, and it makes me curious if Montreal is going to be over Suter, if another Canadian team might be all over Suter, or if there's going to be the opportunity that he takes a real big pay cut uh, to go to a team like Colorado and maybe be on a unit with Kale McCarr or give that a little bit older, hard to keep up with him. But again, that balance will be there. And so it'll be interesting to see who wants to dive in to take one of these guys. One guy who's not hitting the market is Brandon Carlo. He's took a big contract, six years, $24.6 million, Justin. Nice little payday for Brandon Carlo with the Boston I'd Bruins. I'd take it. 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, taking uh, less if I could, according to the great Jason Spencer of the Toronto. No, 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 Dave, don't take less. Uh, not just, you're not, you're not in your Spezza years yet. That's not the, right? I'm not even ready to take veteran minimum yet. So, you know some names that some defensemen that are hitting the market. Obviously, the big name ticket is Bre- uh, Brendan. Here I go. Speaking of Brendan Hamilton, making up another name, but it's uh, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Dougie Hamilton is obviously the big ticket name who's going to be trying to go for eight point five nine million dollars. Oof, that's really scary for certain teams. Tyson Berry, who guaranteed is going to be looking for a big pay pay raise, and I don't think Edmonton's going to be the team anymore, especially after making a trade for Duncan Keith. Oiler fans, I don't know, man. That's Ken Holland, I don't know. I really, I really don't know. That's a, that's a tough trade to sell for that type of money. But again, veteran leadership is huge. Will Tyson Berry go back to Colorado? Perhaps if Ryan Suter or defenseman is going, then they have the cap room to jiggle at the re-signing Kale McCarr. So Dan Chara, another guy who is still not calling it quits. Apparently, does he go back to Washington, or does he hang it up and join the Boston Bruins coaching staff, or does he go? And and his career where it started in Long Island is that a guy that Lou Lamorello would like on the pairing with already star or star studded decor which they could use a sixth defenseman like Char or even a seventh if of course they don't spend too too much money elsewhere in free agency of course former Leaf great Cody Cece hitting the market as well uh, obviously I think that he had a kind of a, more of a turnaround season uh, with Pittsburgh so I think if he was smart he would stay in Pittsburgh Adam Larson hitting the rank Alec Martinez Brandon Montour Mike Riley, David Savard, there's a lot of good defensive defensemen in this, a lot of good two-way defensemen and guys who can put up numbers uh, for you. And one that I really want to touch on that's going to be very interesting is by far the goaltending. Frederick Anderson hitting the market. It seems like the Toronto will not have the ability to potentially re-sign Frederick Anderson. 226 wins, Justin, 100 losses and 48 overtime losses with a career 2.65 GAA and a .915 save percentage. Now, 27 and 23 with a 2.55 GAA and .916 save percentage and three shutouts in 53 Stanley Cup playoff games. Now, Toronto didn't get out of the first round since he was there, but this is still a goal, yes, who battled injury this year. But if he does leave Toronto, which it seems likely that it will, we'll find out more after the expansion draft who's going to re-sign that are UFAs, in particular with goaltenders, forwards, and Ds. But Frederick Anderson be a very interesting fit on multiple teams in the National Hockey League. I mean, call me crazy, but I think he's re-signing in Toronto. I really do. Well, he's buddies with Matthews and Bieber. Okay, well, like uh, not, not only that, but I mean, he hasn't been out with the bro squad lately. I mean... Matthews was out with his boy uh, Biebs and um, Jumbo at the UFC on the weekend. And then Kid Leroy or whatever, that snooze, that singer that Bieber has that new song with, they're all Matthews is showing pictures of him partying in Vegas. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I just saw another person in there and I wasn't sure. There was a, a, a title associated with it, but I just wasn't sure what it was describing. So you've hit the nail on the head there. You don't think I just, I just, Toronto? just kidding. No, I, I honestly think just because Anderson, he never really was ready at all at any point this year. And it was a contract year. So I, I think it's almost in his best interest to even sign a one year deal in Toronto, split the time and show that, you know, try to maximize your value a little bit. Like you already know what you got in Toronto. And brutal well, stats I, this year too, in comparison to his other years. I mean, I, I just, I think he's better than that. I think he's a lot better than what he was this year. I mean, do, do I want the goalie that we had this year to come back? No, I'd like another different version of him. 
for sure. But I, I think it's almost in his best interest to sign back in Toronto. It's some familiarity. You can kind of build your game back up, and then you can hit the market next year when the market isn't so bonkers and the cap might not be flat. Yeah. Now it's kind of a it's got a better option to maximize your value. But I'm I'm definitely no agent, so whoever's advising him, we'll uh, we'll see what's going on. What I don't like, okay, is when you look at the UFAs for forwards, Justin, and as I mentioned to listeners, we're going to be going all over. This is a top-shelf edition presented by Norton Superior Brewing Company, Dave McKaig, Justin Heichel. Must remind listeners to make sure you like, follow, and subscribe on all of our platforms as well as Norton Superior Brewing Company and all of our other sponsors on the Game Sports Show that you can find on thegamesportshow.com and veer down to the bottom of the page. They're all clickable links that you can check out. So make sure you do so. Just give an extra love to Norton Superior Brewing Company for this particular upload. The forwards, Justin, is kind of a very interesting one. All right. You have a lot of forwards. I mentioned Landskog, Ovechkin, Hall. Uh, there's also Nick Felino, Ryan Getzlaff, Mike Hoffman. Uh, the list, Kyle Palmieri, Brandon Sod, Jaden Schwartz, Joe Thornton, who is not retiring. Listen, everyone's. <laughs> I don't say about Joel Thornton. Where is he going to go? If he goes anywhere, it's it's it's. I don't think he's leaving Toronto. If for sure he does come back. If he does, he's going to be that 12, 13 forward. And if he does leave, where does he go? Well, I honestly don't have an answer where I can see him fitting. Because I don't know if anyone's going to pay him unless he does come back for league men. And he better prepare to be a fourth line guy again or not even get into lineup potentially, even though he did have a decent season. Uh, the NHL is changing. I don't mind Joe Thornton if he did return to Toronto, if you're a Toronto fan. But you wouldn't want him to be that everyday person in your lineup. You have Zach Hyman, who is most definitely leaving Justin, as we've heard, who apparently are far between contract talks. You know that I'm a big fan of players that take – pay cuts to play for the team that they want to play for. But again, this isn't a dream. People got to make a living. And there are some realistic replacements if you're Toronto for Zach Hyman. That is trading for Tyler Bertuzzi. That is maybe considering not uh, re-signing Nick Foligno. I don't know if that's the best move. He did move a first-round pick for him. However, despite what he would take, I just think that even potentially on top of if Tyler Bertuzzi, there's Brandon Saad or even Warren Fogel of the Carolina Hurricanes. There's maybe two guys that you can replace uh, for Zach Hyman to fit that depth at maybe just close to, if not a bit more than the price it would cost for a Hyman. So that's been the biggest gap. If you're Toronto, if you're a team that's looking to get over the hump, like a Colorado avalanche, if you do lose Landis Cog, why wouldn't you take a look at Taylor Hall? I feel like Taylor Hall would be a great fit there with Nathan McKinnon. I think the playmaking ability would be huge. Ryan Getzlaff, if Toronto loses Alex Kerfoot to the draft, I can see Getzlaff being a fit in Toronto on that third, fourth line role. But again, you have Spencer playing fourth line center, put Getzlaff, and you have another aging veteran. And if you can surround him with youth wingers, that could be an option. So that's why a lot of the rumors are leaning towards Toronto with him. But again, enough with all these rumors about everyone going to Toronto. I feel like Getzlaff might even be a more a better fit uh, to look at a, a team uh, that's still in the Western Conference and a team that might make sense if they get Jack Eichel might be the Minnesota Wild. I think that might be a pretty good fit for Ryan Getzlaff for a discounted price to be in the same division that he's in currently now. And you'll have a chance to try to go above and beyond. But a lot of tough teams uh, that he'd be playing within his division, of course, his division gets realigned. But a lot of interesting forwards, Justin, that are hitting the market. And I do suspect Canadian teams are going to be active and 
in for sure, one of them being Toronto. We already know Ottawa has been active. We're going to get to that towards the end of the show here, which is going to be wrapping up in about five minutes. But a lot of forwards are interesting to really talk about. I've talked about a few forwards out there. There's more that I didn't touch on, like Perry, Palmieri, Ovechkin, which I think is a waste of time to talk about. But again, it's, it's the year of change potentially in the National Hockey League as Seattle comes in. And players are available that are might be leaving teams that they've been with for so long. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, like Seattle, and I mean, we got to remember this too. Just because they're taking someone doesn't necessarily mean they're keeping them on their team. So yeah. I mean, you, you got to figure out like there's like the the going rumors right now is the protection fees that Seattle is asking of teams to not take a player are absolutely ludicrous, like two first round picks, and you know so on and so forth but that's it's all the rumor mill on the internet so you don't know if any of that's real it could just be some guy that typed it in and sent it out and away it is um i you know if i'm the seattle crack and i'm i'm asking absorbent fees right now because there's teams that don't want to lose guys and so pay up or i'll take that gets the brian burke you know back in the draft when ottawa said we're gonna take Cadre, and he said nah i'm taking him and then he took him the pick right before him yep i think it's just i'm I'm taking that's the way it is. That's who I'm taking. And well, I mean, like there's, uh, you know, just to touch on the forward thing. I mean, Getzlav, my total off the board pick for him, I'd say Vancouver, if I had to. Vancouver's, you know, a half decent, really young team. They just don't have any leadership. And if you like, sign no, discount, which he might. Well, and that's it. I mean, I think he's a Western guy. I'm, I maybe I'm wrong. I know he's Canadian, but I'm not. I don't have the uh, the details right in front of me here. I'm uh, not a big Getzlaff fan. So, Saskatchewan. He's from Regina, Saskatchewan. All right. So, Saskatchewan. He can, uh, he's from kind of around there. Yep. And he's been in the league 1,100 games. Yeah, this again, he had 42 points last year, a drop off this year, 17 points. Some of these veteran guys that have drop off seasons could be just looking for that change to bring forward that uh, big move inside. Uh, being in uh, another team. And it could be a very interesting, again, these veterans, a lot of me leans towards Pittsburgh. The Parise, I don't think Parise gets live as soon as all going to Pittsburgh. I'm not saying no, that. Uh, but, like, I know Brian Burke, you know, has familiarity with Ryan Getzlaff. So that might be a little bit of a, a potential. Corey Perry, there's another guy who may stay in Montreal. Or does he look at Brian Burke and where he is in Pittsburgh? Uh, or does maybe Corey Perry explore staying in Canada and going towards the Ottawa Senators where he could be that veteran leadership there in Ottawa? You know, very interesting stuff going along. I, we can sit here and predict things. Oh, yeah. We could go days about this. But let's, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think Ottawa's new director of player development wants a guy like Getzlab coming in there. He likes big-bodied guys. Well, I guess Getzlab's big-bodied, but breaking, trying to make Dion Phaneuf is going to sign in Ottawa. Yeah, I was going to say, Dion Phaneuf, Phil Kessel. All oh. the Pierre Maguire guys. Oh, you know what? Maybe, like maybe his buddy Edzo. Edzo, you there, Edzo? Oh, God. Let me say this right now before we transition to the making. Let me say that the, nothing will be more cemented until a free agency happens. Yes, but the reason why there's so many UFAs still available to maybe bigger ticket names is just so a team doesn't have to maybe use a protection on them, unless you're Ovechkin for Washington, uh, you know, that um, that they don't have to use them because if you sign them, you have to maybe expose them. So wait until the draft is done. 
We're going to have another show by them when the draft is done, lean up to the entry draft and free agency. So I'll talk more then about maybe some teams. There might be some more cemented rumors or trade that have happened from there. But that's Justin to cement to get into essentially the last topic of the show. Pierre Maguire has joined the Ottawa Senators. No, I'm not kidding. If you have not heard this news, again, it's a little bit older news. The voice that you've heard over the TSN news and and, and NBC or wherever in the States, my apologies. I am. We are obviously partnered up with an ESPN outlet here. So I'm just saying where you have maybe heard him on Fox. It could have been wherever the heck you could have heard him. ESPN, you could have heard him anywhere because Pierre McGuire seems to have been everywhere in the broadcast world. He's been trying to get into uh, the NHL world in a management role for years. He got into the senior development role for player development. By God. <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying that. Like th- the first thing I thought as soon as I saw this, I was like, "Here comes another Uber video." Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like Ottawa has so many things, like so much going well for them right now. Like, and I, I, it's very hard for me to talk nicely about the Ottawa Senators. Not a great fan. Not a big Ottawa Senators fan. And you know, I mean, like they just seemingly have been doing everything right for the last little bit, and then they hire Pierre Maguire. You don't think these kids that you're bringing up through your system know who this guy is? I mean, they've all made fun of him. They play the Pierre McGuire drinking game. Well, that's just it. Like, I just, I don't know. But I don't, I don't, I don't understand the management and operational structure of an NHL team to that degree either. So I don't know what he actually does. I mean, maybe our buddy Eugene there was just doing everyone a favor and hiring him so no TV station would hire him. I, I don't know what it is, but him getting into Ottawa, he did have a show in Ottawa when he kind of started in broadcast. I'm not too sure what the connection would have been there, but he has taken, you know, a role here in Ottawa that's interesting. Maybe it'll really work out. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's the nice retirement gift for Pierre Maguire to get out of broadcasting, finish his career inside uh, in terms of with the Ottawa Senators. And he did mention in terms with, there's so much tweet, Twitter reaction here. And for Pierre Maguire, he's, he mentioned that his first move as vice president of hockey up was to remove the dividers of the men's journals. Now, uh, again, like there's a lot of trolling on, on of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's there's a lot of things going on. Hashtag unnecessary changes. All the trolling going on is certainly very interesting. But it's going to be great to see what happens this offseason. And Ottawa's certainly won to follow but players just watched in particular Landis Cog Hyman guys that are high far apart in contract talks for the team we see a lot of new faces and places next year and it's going to be wicked Justin and we'll get to more maybe on Pierre Maguire this summer to see the moves that he gets involved with and how that maybe he's going to bring the heater back Oh, Danny Heatley, Phil Kessel, Dion Phaneuf, fourth line. I'll be excited if he hires Dion Phaneuf as his executive vice president, uh, or executive vice president, well, his executive assistant, rather, sorry. Uh, the, you know, Dion Phaneuf was followed around Brandon Shanahan to learn how the front office works. Maybe Dion Phaneuf throws his name into Ottawa. He did play in Ottawa. Pierre Maguire loves Dion Phaneuf. Wouldn't that be a great media circus? Ottawa loves Maybe. that. <laughs> Dion's just trying to figure out how he got paid as much as he did. Like, this is what you guys do in the office. You watched all of my games, and you gave me that contract. Strange. 
Dave Nonis, fantastic history with Toronto. So the 30 teams must submit the protected roster list by Saturday, July the 17th. So three days from now on this recording, the list will be announced on the 18th, which is just uh, obviously four days away from now. And teams can protect seven forwards, three defensemen, one goalie or eight skaters. And one goalie. Uh, Toronto teams like Toronto with a lot of players that protect. I imagine they would go, for example, the best route would be protecting seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie. So give your predictions below who you think are gonna pre- who's going to be protected where. We're not going to do that. We don't have the time, one. And number two, there's enough videos out there that you can predict, and we don't need to predict that nonsense. We're just talking reaction about signings and news around the league and making sure that you know where to circle your calendar because as per the Seattle Kraken social media page, get ready. They're taking your favorite player, which is hilarious, by the way. Seattle Kraken is eating up the social media world. Of course, Dave Hackstall, the new head coach, Ron Francis, Tuesday Marie native, the GM there in Seattle. It's going to be wicked to see. They have the same rules as Vegas, but will they do as well as Vegas? Depends what moves they can maybe pull off. That is Seattle. And you know what? I was mentioning that maybe they would trade their first round pick this year. No, they won't. That's their first pick in franchise history. That's almost untouchable unless you're throwing in line A or a talent of superiority, which line A may not be that talent anymore. But a lot more to get into. We can get into Justin, but we won't. I'm going to give a quick shout out to local sports. The Sioux Greyhounds schedule for the 2021-22 season is released. You can check it out on SiouxGreyhounds.com. The NLJHL is planning for a full season. Of course, minimal travel for the first bit until more of the halfway point of the season. It's been very interesting. A lot of uh, change in in the local leagues here, if you will. People from out of Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. This show is based in Sioux, Ontario in the Algoma region. So I am talking about the Algoma region with those leagues. However, we do touch on all junior leagues, so Canada, United States, and worldwide. Just making sure I give a shout out to some of the local teams that in particular a lot of those local team organization members do tune into the show. So I want to give a reminder to check out the NLJHL.com, Sioux Thunderbirds.com. Make sure you check out Sioux Eagles. It's going to be interesting to see if they can come over the border. Blinder or Beavers, a lot of teams locally that are looking forward to get back into action. So either if you're from the Sioux or not, you must be excited for hockey to hopefully get back to normality in your region, even if it's outside of the national hockey league so that's all we will touch on with local sports here today unfortunately if you want to hear more local news make sure you check out the espn 1400 edition scott did touch on a lot of local sports and we do have men's hardball baseball starting uh for yours truly we were supposed to start yesterday but they canceled the game at 3 p.m justin 3 p.m for rain and it was sunny the rest of the night i was absolutely pissed off because i drove by the fields and there was nothing wrong with the fields and i have no problem i sponsor my team i help sponsor in that league with that team and let me tell you the, the postponing canceling plans need to change so my reason why i'm bringing up baseball is because we are still in summer and you can still listen to the show and we're talking hockey but make sure you enjoy everything that you can sports wise locally for yourself even if it is news or sports because it's been far too long since we've been able to enjoy it justin this has been top shelf presented by north spirit brewing company any final thoughts that you want to give for our listeners in terms of hockey uh you know i think uh we pretty well wrapped up what we could wrap up. I'm excited to, for this list to come out and us to kind of hammer out our own little mock draft next week. We'll see what we can come up with. Maybe uh, we'll just spit it out on the hockey show, do a quick yes. 15 minutes or so. We don't plan to do another live draft show as we did about how many years ago for Vegas. Just to let everybody I don't down. know. It was, it was perfect once, so we better not do it again. Exactly. Bold predictions. Toronto, who's getting taken? Um... You know, I, I really hope, and this might kick me in the face down the road, but I really hope it's Travis Dermott. 
I'm going to say Justin Hall. I'm See, say I, don't, I don't want Justin Hall to go. I thought he played awesome this year, but that's like yeah. I think it's going to be him. My gut tells me it's going to be him. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be Kerfoot and Hall. I my bold prediction being exposed. And another bold prediction, I do not think St. Louis exposes Vladimir Tarasenko. That's absolute no, nonsense. I don't Ab- think so. Absolute nonsense. I'd like to see I think Columbus exposes fucking Line though. Yeah, I'd be very interesting to see if that does happen and if they would uh, unprotect. But again, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. It's uh, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. A lot of Wolseys will be occurring this weekend. Justin, my friend, thanks for joining me. We And as I mentioned, we have a lot of shows coming up this week. You and I will be in touch. A lot of hockey shows still coming up uh, before we take our summer vacation at some point from uh, all of our new shows in August that we do plan to take unless news comes out, right? So... Again, Justin, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, no problem. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. This has been Top Shelf Edition presented by Norris Pierre Brain Company. Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on all of our platforms on the Game Sports Show as well. Check out Norris Pierre Brewing Company. Get your ass to their tap room. It's fantastic. It's very great. And I did down my 55. It's great. I have more beers in the fridge. I might dive into those more. I have to go to puppy school first for my dog. But I'll come back and have more afterwards. It's been Dave McCake bringing you Top Shelf. Uh, and hopefully you've been able to enjoy the show. A lot of big things coming for the show and the brand and upcoming this week. So make sure you follow all of the platforms. Again, thank you for tuning in. I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah. <laughs>